Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. So I got a call regarding my conversation about taxation. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Someone thinks I'm being dishonest. Here's the message. I've got it. I know I do. Boy, Tony, talk about false equivalencies. You start out about the millionaires, and then you pivot immediately to 150000 which is nowhere near a million, but okay, we'll give you that. And say the IRS is so terrible, and they shouldn't be attacking these people. Of course, you got no problem with them attacking Hunter Biden on his taxes. So please justify this on the air, if you would, please. Sure. Uh, I'm happy to. What we're seeing from the IRS and an increase, any increase of IRS agents or the uh, plan uh, of this is to go after everyday individuals because it is the belief that the citizen should not actually have their own money, that everything should be questioned and scrutinized. Just like we saw when they are over $600, PayPal is going to be uh, reporting this, that, the other. The millionaire's conversation was how the IRS likes to pose their mission, what it is they're working on, what it is they're cracking down on. They're cracking down the millionaires. I actually shared their lines, making delinquent millionaires pay up, uh, tax evading millionaires, millionaire non-filers. But that's not who they're going after. They're going to go after people who are making 155000 a year. It is about going after. It is about the American citizen being deemed guilty for their existence because we have a government and these, this agency class, the fourth branch of government, that believes that the citizen exists solely for the purposes of providing money to that agency class, solely to do the bidding of the agency class. Even these things about gas stoves, gas furnaces, etc. that doesn't go through Congress. It goes through agencies unaccountable to Congress and we, the people, who have unlimited budgets and the force of law via the stroke of a pen. But when you bring up Hunter Biden as if somehow I'm engaged in false equivalency, I did not say that you can't pay your taxes. When it comes to Hunter Biden, you're proving my point. The average everyday American citizen is going to get a bowel inspection from the IRS. But Hunter Biden, he's going to get looked at and someone's going to say, oh, wait, you're a Biden? Well, you don't have anything to worry about. Well, it's a sunny day. I feel brand new. There's about a million things that I could do. You're fine, Hunter Biden. Go get an ice cream cone with dad. It's okay. Hunter Biden's, we don't go after Hunter Biden's. Oh, we go after Trump's. Let's look around. What will we see? 
No false equivalencies. Factual statements all around. Hunter Biden didn't get charged with the tax issue until two IRS whistleblowers made enough noise that it had to happen. That is gross. So I'm more than happy to clear things up for you. And the false equivalency, if one should exist, is where you want to take my statements. The IRS can't be trusted. The citizen is innocent until proven guilty, not the other way around. And there's a two-tier justice system in America when Hunter Biden isn't going to get charged. Remember, that sweetheart deal was the proof. It was the judge who blew it up, and thank goodness she did. That's the only reason. The DOJ attempted to give Hunter Biden a sweetheart deal. The DOJ, meaning Merrick Garland, was fine with saying, all right, we're not going to charge on the taxes and the gun charge pretrial diversion. They were fine with two-tier justice. They believe in two-tier justice. Thank goodness this judge in the case blew that all to hell. And I appreciate your, 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 your phone call, and I appreciate that you, uh, you understand now where you've, uh, where you've made your errors. I'm happy to have uh, corrected that and happy to move on. Going back to the vacating of uh, the speaker's chair. Um, well, no, it isn't what I would have done, but it is done. And I think there is, I think there is at least something that we should discuss regarding where the people who wanted to vacate the chair, who wanted to get rid of, uh, Speaker McCarthy have an argument. If you feel that we didn't get to the appropriations bills fast enough, we aren't doing enough to save the money of the American people. If we aren't doing enough to, to cut the, the, the spending, sweetheart deals were, were, were made in, in, in your view regarding, let's say, Ukraine funding, which I keep hearing about. Um, you're disgusted. Something has to be done about it. You're tired of nothing happening. You're tired of same old, same old. You and I are not different in this case at all, man. We're not. Tired of same old, same old. Tired of these things not working. I'm exhausted by it. I'm not arguing this. And and and, and there are people out there who seem to think, oh, you're ridiculous for thinking that. I don't think you're ridiculous for thinking that. I think that's legit. I think that's serious. I think that vacating the chair didn't get you what you want. So we understand each other. I don't want you and I to have distance between us, even if we disagree about something. Because right now, what we're disagreeing about is tactics. And I believe this tactic of vacating the speaker's chair has done damage. And it will do damage. And has given the Democrats more power. And while some people might think that the impeachment inquiry doesn't really matter because impeachment will never come, I believe the impeachment inquiry is unbelievably important, and now it's in jeopardy. But let's start with a baseline of removing Speaker McCarthy in this vote, eight Republicans voting with all the Democrats. One could argue, as David Marcus does over at the New York Post, 
McCarthy could have made a deal with the Democrats to keep his job. He didn't. Gates made a deal with the Democrats to get rid of McCarthy. That's what happened. And when I say made a deal, he needed every Democrat vote. He got every Democrat vote. That was it. Democrats removed McCarthy. That's the power that Matt Gates, Republican, feel the air quotes, gave to the Democrats. But no matter what, you understand that it is now a day removed from Kevin McCarthy no longer being Speaker. There is no Speaker of the House right now. Nothing changes, guys. The problem of spending still exists. The problems of the border still exist. The problem of China still exists. It's going to exist even after a new speaker is selected and elected because that speaker might be even in a weaker position considering the radical uh, moves of Gates, and it is, it was indeed, because uh, he has no plan, and of Mace and others. No plan! And the problems are still there. Someone's going to have to explain to me what happened here. What's the win? You feel better? Dear Lord, you could have just found yourself an adult magazine and gone in the closet. You'd feel better. Oh. Oh, don't worry. The conversations get rougher than that.